0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menashe. Today's episode is another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. Robin has a great question, and this is in reference to a previous episode. He says, in one of the previous shows, you had mentioned about the advantages of using mini splits in terms of cost savings. He had spoken to an HVAC specialist about the concept, and the specialist mentioned some drawbacks. Number one, Any kind of serious maintenance or replacement down the line could require tearing down walls, which could be expensive. Number two, tenants cooking something greasy can clog up the outlets. Number three, operational efficiency. In the case of a furnace, tenants are very familiar with changing furnace filters, which can be quite simple. But maybe not so much changing the filters in a mini-split. And number four, in Canada, weather can be quite extreme, like what we've experienced in the month of January. And using some resistive elements may still not generate enough heat inside the apartments. Wondering what your thoughts are regarding these concerns. Well, Robin, this is a great question. It's a great series of questions. But first, for listeners who may not be familiar with the issue, let's talk a little bit about why I was advocating a use of what's called a mini-split system versus the conventional forced air system. With your conventional forced air system, you have to build in space for ducting. And if your ducting runs in line with your joists and your trusses is no problem. They tuck nice and neatly into the ceiling. But anytime they need to cross laterally across the joists, you have no place to go. Since you can't cut through them, you have to go around the joists. That typically means building a bulkhead, some kind of supplementary framing to house that additional ducting. That means you're always gonna have some kind of bulkhead somewhere in your house. Apart from being unattractive, that additional framing adds considerable cost, as does all of the ducting, while a mini-split system can be a little bit more expensive to purchase the equipment compared with a conventional forced air heating and cooling system. The connection between the compressor and the evaporator units is a very simple, thin, copper piece of tubing. It's much less costly than the framing and ducting associated with a forced air system. Additionally, you have individual temperature control in each room. Now, these systems are not a perfect fit for every situation. If you have an apartment maybe a two-bedroom apartment where you have three or maybe four living spaces that are independent a couple of bedrooms and a kitchen living room area you can find that a mini split system will be much more cost effective than the traditional forced air system so let's address the concerns that were raised by your contractor one by one so number one any serious maintenance or replacement down the line would require tearing down walls well in my experience that's actually not the case you typically don't get ruptures in the copper lines midline you get them at the joints those are going to be at the ends whether it's at the evaporator or at the compressor and those are very very simple repairs we have not experienced any situations where we've had to make major invasive changes to a unit to repair one of these systems number two cooking greasy things and clogging up the outlets again we've not experienced that yes any heating system is going to need to have regular filter replacement in order to operate efficiently these are no different If you have airborne particulates, they're going to get in the cold air return in a forced air system. They're going to clog up the heat exchanger in your furnace and air conditioning system in a forced air system as well, if those particles are airborne. Or they're going to get captured in the filter. So the the key is the filter, but maintaining clear filters is key in both systems. And then finally, in Canada, the weather can be quite extreme. Now I'll have to tell you, we have not used the mini split systems for new construction in Canada. We've used them very extensively in many locations in the United States including areas of cold climate. We've used them very extensively in Pennsylvania, where on average, it's not as cold as in Canada, but we do get cold days in Pennsylvania, just like you do in most of Canada's major cities. We have not received complaints from tenants that the heating systems have been inadequate. What we often do to supplement these systems is we do add resistive heaters, in particular in the bathrooms. That might be either an in-floor system or a small radiant baseboard, simply to put a little bit of extra warmth in the bathrooms for those coldest winter days, so when people get out of the shower, they have a little bit of warmth to keep them warm when they get out of the shower. These systems really originated in Europe. They're used all over Europe. I see them used all over Asia as well. And it does get cold in Northern Europe. And it does get cold in parts of China and Taiwan and places like that, where I've seen these systems used. As with any design, you definitely want to have an engineer or an HVAC specialist design the system. In my experience, these systems are not used as much simply because they're less common. These types of systems aren't necessarily fit for every type of property. For example, my house would be far too large to use with a mini split system. A forced air central system is really the way to go in my house. And if a homeowner reports a problem with these types of systems, remember the fact that a room might be cold might not have anything to do with the heating system. It might point to an insulation problem in a particular room or in a section of the house. That might be the reason why that particular space is cold. And the purpose behind suggesting solutions like this on the podcast isn't necessarily to advocate for any particular solution. It's simply to open the discussion to a wider range of possibilities. I want to thank you, Robin, for a great question. And for the listeners at home, if you've got a question you think is going to be a broad interest, send it in. I'll be glad to answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. In the meantime, have a great rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.